Guys, good evening. Uh, If you've got your Bible, why not open it up? We are in Matthew chapter 13 tonight, uh, verses 10 to 17. Uh, Ross, when he phoned, asked me to speak about the parables. I I believe it's going to be something that you're going to consider uh, throughout the course of this year. Uh, So being the first, I'm I'm glad to be the first. It means that uh, I thought it might be good for me to do a little introduction to the parables and and what is a parable uh, and why they're so important. So we find that out, uh, the Lord tells us, he is very gracious, and we find that out in Matthew's Gospel, Matthew 13, verses 10 to 17. Uh, So if you have your Bible there, uh, this is the Word of God. And the disciples came and said unto him, Why speakest thou unto them in parables? And he answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. For whosoever hath, to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever hath not, from him shall be taken away, even that he hath. Therefore speak I to them in parables, because they say not, and hearing they not, neither do they understand. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah which saith, By hearing ye shall hear and shall not understand, and seeing ye shall see and shall not perceive. For this people's heart is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For verily I say unto you, that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see those things which ye see, and have not seen them, and to hear those things which ye hear, and have not heard them. Amen. And we thank God for his word. Guys, let me just pray a wee second. Lord God, we thank you for your parables. We thank you for your word. And this evening, Father, we pray that if we have ears to hear, then we would indeed hear what it is that you're saying to us. Father, I pray for these young people. I do not know them, but I know that you do. Father, I ask two things simply, that if they already trust Christ, then you would strengthen their faith tonight. But also, Lord, if there are some in our meeting who do not know Jesus, then may this be this evening that they come to trust him as saviour. Father, we thank you for your word, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, this is a very exciting year. You may not believe that, you may not think that, but by the choice of the parables, your leaders have done something very, very wise. Because if you're here as a young Christian, as someone who knows the Lord Jesus Christ, then this year, hearing the teaching and the preaching from the Word of God, specifically about the parables of the Lord Jesus Christ, it is going to do you some good. Not just some good, but lots of good. Abundantly good. And the reason I'm able to say that is not because I am a desperately wise man. It's not because I drove up here tonight from Balnehinch and I thought, these guys are going to be blessed. The reason I said to you is because the Lord has promised it. In Matthew 13, he explains to his disciples why it is that he teaches in parables. He helps them to understand why it is that he teaches the crowds and the multitudes in parables. 
Now guys, before we get into why you're going to be blessed this year, I want to just chat very, very briefly about what a parable actually is. See, you may know lots of different parables, and you may understand what Jesus is doing, but sometimes it always doesn't drop into each and every one of our heads. So when it comes to a parable, it means something very wonderful. A parable is an illustration that Jesus uses alongside other teaching. It is an illustration that Jesus uses alongside other teaching. And he tells this story, this illustration, to underline and to highlight his main point. We know that because the word parable that you and I say in our own native tongue, well, it comes from two Greek words. The first is para, which means alongside. So you have paramedics. You have guys like that who aren't going to fix your leg if it's broken or operate on your heart, but they're good. They will get you to hospital. They will stop the bleeding. They work alongside the medics. So para means alongside, and the other word is bola, parabol, and that's how we say it in English. And it means that something has been thrown. So when Jesus teaches in parables, he brings an illustration which is para, alongside other teaching, and he throws it into the mix. He throws it out into the crowd. He takes this illustration and he throws it out there to underline a much deeper point. That's what a parable is. And the disciples come to Jesus and they want to know, why do you speak in this way? Why don't you just come straight out with it? Why don't you teach plainly? Why don't you just come and say, A, B, C, What are you doing, Lord? Why do you teach in parables? And here is the encouragement, guys, for you and I, as we think about parables and study parables in this brand new year at the Studer. Jesus says in verse 11, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. I'll read that again. It is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, But to them, it is not given. See, there's a much deeper uh, basis to the parables. It's not just that Jesus comes and tells little interesting stories that we can learn when we're in Sunday school and we can hear at the hall. There's a much deeper understanding of what the parables are all about. And Jesus says it here. It is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them, it is not given. And Jesus here distinguishes two kinds of people who are listening to him preach and who are listening to these stories, these parables, these illustrations that Jesus has thrown out there. Firstly, there is someone who has been given to them to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. This person is a believer. This person is a Christian. These people that are asking this, these are the disciples of Jesus. And he says to them, he looks them in the eye and he says, it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. And because this has been given to you, the parables will help you in your faith. They will deepen your understanding of the things of God because you are called by the name of Christ to repentance and faith and you bear that name Christian As the parables are read, as the parables are taught, as you hear them in your ears, these things will do you good. And they will open up the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven to your soul. Now guys, when we speak about the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, that is not to say that at Lusputer this year you're going to come and hear all these things that nobody else in the church has ever heard before. 
When we read about mysteries in the Bible, it's not like Scooby-Doo and the mystery machine trying to solve something down at the old bakery. When we read about mysteries in the Word of God, these are things that once upon a time were not known and were not revealed, but now God has made it known. And so tonight, and in all the nights to come, as speakers, and maybe even next time out, as, as some of you get up and share from God's Word and share a parable, These parables have been given. Jesus uses them and teaches them. Because unto you, child of God, unto you, Christian, it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. As Jesus throws these illustrations out there, as these illustrations underline his main teaching, guys, they grow us up in the faith. When we read the parables of the Lord Jesus Christ, they help us to understand the Bible's big picture. When we read the Bible, when we hear it preached, even if we're teaching Sunday school and, and we're trying to pass it on to little ones, the parables were given to us to deepen our faith and to grow us up and to help us in our Christian walk. And that's why even though I won't be here every night in the studio over this brand new year, and what a joy it is to be back live in person, face to face. This is much better than Zoom, although I do like Zoom. I've become a, a great fan of Zoom. If I never have to leave my house again, I'm happy enough for that. But it is good to see the whites of each other's eyes. And so as you come along here, and as you hear these parables shared and taught, and every part of it is, is put into your ears, Jesus himself says, it has been given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. In verse 12, Jesus makes it even more wonderful because he says, For whosoever hath, to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. Guys, if you are a Christian tonight, then the Lord is speaking about you. As he teaches in parables, as he underlines his main teaching with these illustrations, To you and to your knowledge that has been given to you by the work of the Lord God Almighty, the Lord will add more to that. As you study his word and as you hear it preached and as you meditate upon it in your own heart, in your own private devotions, the Lord Jesus says here, this has been given to you so that you will know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven and always as well, when you're in the word, more will be given to you. Not just having some but you will have an abundance. Not just having a a little bit of knowledge, but you, child of God, will have knowledge of the Saviour. A deeper knowledge of the Saviour. Guys, that is exciting for me. That makes my wee heart sing, because my job, part of my responsibility, is to get up and to preach the Word of God. And it is to preach the parables at times. And here Jesus tells us that this moment that we do here in the hall... It's not just to bore you for 25 minutes until we get to supper. It's not just doing it out of tradition and, oh, the guy comes and he speaks, but I switch off, I don't really listen. That's not it at all. But actually, guys, see this moment in this old hall where many sermons have been preached and many parables have been read. See this moment right now. This is incredibly significant and incredibly special and incredibly important for you as a young Christian and your Christian walk. See, tonight was easy to come out. It's the first night back. 
And maybe you're sick looking at your parents, and maybe you're sick looking at your wallpaper. You're now 15, but you've still got unicorns on the wall, and it's all a wee bit embarrassing. So you wanted to get out tonight for old time's sake. You haven't been out in 18 months. But guys, it's much harder in about three or four weeks' time. Well, maybe it's a lot colder. Maybe there's a bit of snow or a bit of rain. Maybe you've had a hard week at school. Maybe you've fallen behind in the homeworks. Maybe you've got mock exams coming up. Maybe you're under pressure for coursework. It's a lot harder to get yourself motivated to come to the studer in those nights. But can I see if those nights come? And see if the novelty of being back out into society is worn off? I want you to remember the night that this bearded face came to speak to you in the studer and told you about the beauty of the parables. Again, why does the Lord teach in parables? So that you and I as as believers will get to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. So you and I as believers will understand our faith better. So you and I as believers will understand the beauty of our Savior a little bit more. For it is Jesus who says to you and I as believers, you already have, but I'm going to give you more. I'm going to give you an abundance. Guys, I really believe that that's worth coming out for in the cold, wet nights and the snowy times and the the nights where you're tired and you just want to lie on the sofa in front of the fire. This year is going to be a blessed year as you look and think about the parables and how do I know it? Because the Bible tells me that. But Jesus says here that there are two types of people when it comes to the parables. There are those who know the Lord and love the Lord. There are those who receive these parables with eyes and ears of faith. And to them it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. And to them they shall have an abundance. But there are others who to them the parables just seem A wee bit like nonsense. There are others who will hear the teaching of Christ and they will mock it and scoff at it. Guys, I'm sure you and I know people like that as Christians. I have people like that 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 sit in my church. I preach the gospel. I share with them the word of God. But they just don't get it. They just don't understand. They they know they need Christ as their saviour, but... Well, something tells them deep inside that the preacher's wrong and and I'm all right. Jesus says, I teach in parables to strengthen my church, but also I teach in parables and it is a judgment upon the disbelief of many. Jesus says that he has given to us Christians so much, but to them, to those outside the faith, It has not been given. Verse 12 says Jesus promises us an abundance, but to those who don't have, from him shall be taken away even that he hath. Therefore speak I to them in parables, says Jesus, verse 13, because they see not, and hearing they hear not, and neither do they understand. In verse 14, the Lord Jesus takes us to the Old Testament and he gets us into the book of Isaiah and it's Isaiah chapter 6 verses 9 to 10 and Jesus quotes directly from Isaiah and his ministry and speaking and parables is a direct fulfillment of that prophecy. And Isaiah in that passage was equipped and sent out by God to preach. 
And guys, you might think, wow, what a what an opportunity. Imagine being equipped and sent out to God to, by God to preach. What a joy. Isaiah would go and fill halls like this. He would go to stadiums and, and preach to millions. What a joy. What a ministry. What an absolute pleasure. But of course, that's not what happened. In Isaiah 6, the Lord calls Isaiah to this preaching ministry. And then he tells him, go and preach. But by the way, they're not going to listen. By the way, they're, they're looking, but they don't see. By the way, they will not perceive or understand. For verse 15, this people's heart is waxed gross. Nothing sinks into it. And their ears are dull of hearing. It's like when you don't want to be called to school in the morning, suddenly you can't hear your mum's voice, even though she is screaming like a banshee. Their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. Why did Jesus teach in parables? To strengthen our faith. But why did Jesus teach in parables? As a judgment upon those who wanted nothing to do with Jesus. Guys, that is a a sobering thought. And you will see it better than me because I walk down through Battle Hinch and I'm the minister. It's my job to preach and people know what I am. But, But when you go to school, there are people that will mock you and laugh at you for your faith. There will be people that will think your head needs examined because, well, how did you spend your Saturday night? Well, you spent it in the hall and it was snowing outside and it was freezing and it would have been much better to be at home or to be out with your friends somewhere. But where were you? You were listening to somebody talking about the parables of Jesus. Are you mad? Because you will meet people like that all the time. And here when it comes to the parables of the Lord Jesus, he says... I preach in this way to fulfill the word of God because there are some that just won't get it. They don't want it. They will not listen to me. They reject the call of the gospel. And it is as Paul would write in Romans 3 in verse 10 to 11. There is none righteous. No, not one. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. Guys, I don't tell you this tonight to depress you. I tell you tonight because it is the word of God. It does explain why Jesus teaches in this way. And in a strange roundabout way, I tell you tonight to encourage you in this coming year. You see, the beauty of this hall is it gives us a safe place to come and to be built up in the faith. We hear the Lord's voice. We hear him teaching in parables. And as we said, it is for the good of our souls. It strengthens our faith. It builds us up. And as we come, it equips us then to go. You see, we live and work and go to school and and even go to churches tomorrow where there are unbelievers all around us. And even tonight, guys, you may go home to a house where your mum loves the Lord, but your dad doesn't, or, or vice versa, or maybe neither of them does. How are we to live amongst such people? How are we to, to stand on such dark days? I believe that when the Lord teaches us in parables, when he helps us to understand the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, when he speaks to tell us that this has been given unto us, 
It reminds us that the work of God in our lives was not because we're better than those who were lost. It's not because we went to the hall some night and and the Lord picked that box and said, well, they're special, I'll save them and not them. Guys, if we are Christians, it is by the grace of God. We are not saved by works, but by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. If we understand the Lord's teaching, if we understand his parables and it builds us up, it is by his grace that he has opened our eyes and opened our ears to receive this teaching. And so as we receive it in this coming year, guys, it is my prayer that the parables will humble us. That there will be no room for arrogance in our Christian walk to say, I get this, you don't, I'm better than you. But instead we would be humbled. Instead we would realize and understand that that for anyone to be converted unto the Lord Jesus Christ, it is a work of the Holy Spirit. And as we understand this and as we see the lost with hearts and ears and eyes closed against Jesus, guys, I hope this year drives us to pray. What do you do when you come across someone in your school or in your family or down the street who doesn't know Jesus? What do you do when you meet someone and you see them in this passage? They don't want to know. They don't want to hear. They don't want to listen. What do you do when you come across some of those people? Quite often to my shame, I meet them. I might pity them. But then I forget all about them. Guys, I urge you not to be too busy to pray for the lost. I urge you not to be too much in a rush to take time to pray for your friends who do not know Jesus. To pray for your uncle who doesn't get the parables. To pray for your brother who wants nothing to do with Christ. If we hear the parables of Jesus... If they are applied to our hearts and build us up in the faith. If Jesus has given us this, then we respond to his grace with passion for those who still don't get it. Jesus says, I speak thou unto them in parables so that my people will know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven and that they will have an abundance. And so those that are lost, I am judging them in their disbelief. Guys, that's how serious the parables are. They're not just wee stories. Not just wee excuses to draw pictures on a Sunday morning and and colour them in while we're waiting for the sermon to finish. That's the serious business that the Lord is about when he is throwing these illustrations alongside his main teaching. And so guys, I hope that this year will be a blessed year for you. And I hope that if you are a Christian, this year as you are in the parables of the Lord Jesus Christ, they will strengthen you and build you up. But I also hope that if you do not know Jesus, then at some point in this hall, at some time over the next few months, your eyes would be opened, your ears would be unclogged, Your heart would be softened and suddenly you will hear the voice of Jesus speaking into your life. Guys, let me finish with one of the Lord's parables. There are some parables in the Old Testament, but the parables we have in the New, they come exclusively in the Gospels. In Luke chapter 16, 
and verse 19 to 31. Jesus tells a story about a rich man and a poor man. The poor man dies and Jesus says he he goes to heaven, he goes to glory, he goes to the place described here as Abraham's bosom. But the rich man, he goes to the other place. He goes to the place that you and I know what it's called, the place called hell, prepared for the devil and his angel. And in this parable, in this story, this illustration that Jesus throws out there alongside his other teaching, we learn lots and lots of different things. We learn that between heaven and hell, there's a great chasm fixed. You can't cross between the two. So for those that think, when I die, I go to like an in-between place and maybe one day I get to go to heaven, nonsense, says Jesus. There is a heaven to be won and a hell that is your destination without Christ. Jesus tells us that. And Jesus tells us that here in this parable that heaven will be joyous and and hell will be awful. The rich man indeed comes and, and says to Father Abraham, I pray thee, Father, that you would send the poor man to my father's house. For I have five brethren, and I want them to testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. So the rich man, in this place called hell, in this parable of the Lord Jesus Christ says, this place is awful, and I don't want my brothers to come. I don't want the lost to experience what I'm experiencing. I beg you, Father Abraham, send the poor man back from the dead to warn my brother. And Father Abraham saith unto him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went up from them to the, from the dead, they will repent. And he said unto him, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded the one rose from the dead. What is the Lord telling us in this parable, this wee story? How is he letting us in to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven? How is he deepening our faith and giving us more and an abundance in this passage? Guys, here's what I want you to leave leave you with. Regardless of what side of this debate you're on. If you're not a Christian. This parable. This illustration. Shows the horrors of hell. If you're not a Christian. This parable teaches. That you must listen tonight. That you must be born again. And tonight I don't come with magic tricks. Abraham says to this man. They need to listen to Moses and the prophets. They're not going to listen uh, if I bring someone back from the dead. If they've got the word of God, it is enough. So if you're not a Christian, tonight I have read to you from God's word. If you're not a Christian, tonight I have shared with you what the Lord is doing in his parables. And tonight, if you're not a Christian, then I would urge you to believe the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. To flee from your sins. We call that repentance. And to put your trust in Jesus. Guys, this story of the rich man and the poor man and heaven and hell and Father Abraham, this story teaches me the urgency of right now, you must be born again. But guys, before I send you away on home, 
It teaches us as Christians something as well. You see, I think sometimes we lose a wee bit of our confidence as believers. It's easy to be confident in the hall at the studer. We're surrounded by our mates. We're in a safe place. We know here. We, we feel like we understand what's expected in here. It's easy to be confident in here on a Saturday night. It's a lot harder to be confident in Jesus during the week. When we're being laughed at and mocked for our faith. It's, it's harder when we're under pressure and we want everything including Jesus just to one side so we can focus on our exams. It's harder to be a Christian when we are out there. But guys, as you hear the parables this year, as Jesus himself shows you the mysteries of the faith and as he gives you an abundance, I want you to remember that the gospel is enough. In this story, the rich man, the poor man, Father Abraham says, listen to the word of God. Listen to Moses. Listen to the prophets. Listen to the word of God. And so tonight as Christians, as the world starts to open up again, and tonight as Christians here in the Studer, as we begin a new series in the parables, Jesus teaches us, Jesus speaks to us, and Jesus tells us that the gospel is glorious, and it is all that we need. Guys, he has opened your ears. He has softened your hearts. He has opened your eyes. Do not allow your hearts to grow arrogant because that has been the case. But instead, go and tell the gospel. And may we in our generation see the lost, the dead in sin, the hard-hearted. May we in our generation see the lost, one for Christ. Jesus said, it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them it is not given. Amen. And we thank God for his word. Guys, let me just pray and then I'll hand back over to the guys. Father, tonight as we have kicked off this new series, we are thankful for your word. And Father, everything I have said tonight, I, I pray simply that you would close the ears of these young people to anything that is not true. But Father, may you plant deeply into their hearts that which is true. We thank you for your parables. We thank you for these illustrations which teach us about our faith and about the kingdom of heaven. And so Lord God, for these young Christians, I pray that tonight their faith would have been strengthened. That their desire to pray for the lost would have been strengthened. That their understanding of heaven and hell and, and the reality of that would have been strengthened. That Father, tonight their passion to share the gospel, it is all that we need. May that passion tonight be strengthened. Father, we love your word. We thank you for it. And your word is clear. The parables are for our good. But again, Lord, as we finish... We pray for those without Christ. Soften hearts, open eyes, open ears. And may angels be rejoicing this evening, Lord God, as even one sinner repents and comes to faith in Jesus. Father, we thank you for your word. And we pray for this coming year in the Studer that the parables would build your church. 
And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.